Hi, welcome to the Emotional Stuff Podcast, hosted by Dr. Marcus Motley, clinical psychologist and positive psychology coach. Here you'll get powerful stories, techniques, strategies, tips, and targeted recommendations on how to effectively deal with anger, sadness, grief, anxiety, jealousy, fear, and other minor, major, intensely difficult, and disempowering emotions. Listen to the Emotional Stuff Podcast, read our blog, and begin to heal your hurt, manage your emotions, deal effectively with difficult people, handle stress better, and fully empower yourself to change and grow in the ways that you really want to. Dr. Motley helps you to remove the emotional chains that are shackling you. Hello, this is Marcus Motley with another episode of the Emotional Stuff Podcast. This is a show where we discuss the best tips, techniques, and strategies on how to deal with your emotional stuff. We talk about how not to let your emotional stuff derail you or deter you or put you on a detour from your destiny or weaken your resolve to maximize your potential. And most importantly, we talk about how to use your emotions to empower yourself, to connect with others, to make positive changes, and to get what you deeply desire from your life. Here are 10 steps for emotional healing using my ask process, which is described in another episode. If you have an emotional problem, this episode is guaranteed to help you. I take you through 10 steps that will help to transform the negative emotions that keep you shackled to disempowering feelings and the life-damaging thoughts and behaviors associated with them. Follow the steps and you will begin to free yourself, rejuvenate your life, and begin to move forward positively. This episode will help you to change your life in the positive ways that you have long wished for. Now you can. And if you follow the steps and practice them at least seven times, you may just find that not only that you can change your life, but that you have changed your life for the better. As a clinical psychologist, positive psychology coach, and executive and life coach, I work with clients who have many different types of emotional problems. These emotional problems range from minor to major. By minor, I mean problems that occur from time to time and really are small annoyances which may cause minor dips in performance, low-level doubts, and hindrances to your overall functioning. Minor emotional problems may be dealt with by you implementing some strategies that you may have read in a book or learned from a video. Now, major problems would rise to the level where clinical intervention is needed with you consulting a clinical psychologist like myself or a psychiatrist. Most emotional problems, however, fall somewhere between minor and major, and sometimes even minor emotional problems can cause major problems in your home or work relationships, your level of interpersonal functioning, or your performance and productivity related to tasks that must be done. As a clinical psychologist, I draw from hundreds of techniques drawn from many different disciplines to which I've either been trained in or certified. I'm a master practitioner of hypnosis and hypnotherapy, master practitioner in neurolinguistic programming, certified addictions counselor, 
eye movement and desensitization and prostate practitioner, and many more also including cognitive behavioral therapy, dialectical behavior therapy, motivational interviewing, timeline therapy, brief strategic uh, short-term therapy, uh, etc. In other words, when it comes to working with people who have emotional problems, I know what I'm doing. I have worked in the trenches. Now, I carry that background, expertise, training, and experience into my work as a positive psychology coach, an executive and life coach. And I have found that whether people are engaging me for problems at home or at work, many of the problems are the same, and some of the roots of the problems are the same. The difference is that in coaching, I avoid using clinical methods and techniques with my coachees. Of course, this stretches me as a professional in very positive directions, since I have to utilize the tons of powerful techniques available in coaching, many of which are similar to, but not the same, as some of the clinical techniques. However, as a coach, the experience of having worked with really difficult clinical client issues in treatment-type settings and conditions have prepared me to work with clients who present challenging issues, but who are not in and don't want to be in and don't want to be associated with clinical treatment settings or clinical treatment methods. So what is an executive or life coach to do when working with these types of clients? Many of whom are professionals themselves, including accountants, financial experts, doctors, lawyers, air traffic controllers, law enforcement professionals, and so on, and they don't have or don't see themselves as having clinical emotional problems. Well, here's what I have done. I've designed and developed a lot of coaching strategies and coaching techniques to work with my coaching clients who present very difficult and challenging issues, many of which can be categorized as emotional issues. In today's session, I'm outlining one such strategy that you can use if you are experiencing emotional hurt, pain, or anything associated with emotional challenges. This is a 10-step approach which has worked exquisitely well for many of my clients. If you want to guarantee success with these 10 steps, then you should apply this process every day for at least a week. As a matter of fact, I would suggest two weeks of daily application. Step one, ask yourself with which specific emotions are causing you pain and discomfort. Select those that cause you the most pain. Now, I'm going to list a number of emotions. And as you listen, please note which of these emotions trigger or match a negative emotion that is a problem for you. Notice which of these resonate or speak to you. Now, here's a word of warning. All of the following emotions are negative. In other words, these are potentially problem emotions. The next time that you listen to this episode, make sure that you have a pen so that you can take notes. So here are some of the emotions. Fear, frustration, irritation, doubt, anger. Jealousy, sadness, grief, disgust, bitterness, hate, spite, scorn, overwhelmed, helpless or powerless, rejection, boredom, rage, defeated, distrust, disillusionment, vengeful, isolated, guilty, 
resentful, lonely, ambivalent, melancholy, out of control, alienated, insulted, insecure, depressed, envious, humiliated, shame, or feeling ashamed, infatuation, disgraced, neglected, exasperated, hostile, dissatisfied, diminished, skeptical, vulnerable, useless, unworthy, alone or lonely, paralyzed, incapable, lousy, vulnerable, discouraged, perplexed, indecisive, inferior, lost, dominated, misgiving, uneasy, pessimistic, sulky, tense, indignant, fuming, tormented, lifeless, threatened, timid, scarred, nervous, deprived, crushed, dejected, tortured, offended, victimized, heartbroken, appalled, wronged, desolate. So those are some words, some emotional words and states that you may have experienced. You will probably have to listen to the list of emotions several times. As you will notice, there are many emotions which are closely similar to each other. And so what this means is that you have to discern the subtle differences and select the ones that more closely resonate with your negative feelings. Step two, seek an outcome or result. Think about and decide exactly what you want as an outcome. In other words, how do you want to feel instead? So for example, if the emotion that you're feeling is out of control, then do you want to feel a sense of being in control of whatever the situation is? Or if you're feeling pessimistic, do you want to feel a sense of hopefulness and have a different take on the positive possibilities? Or if you're feeling unworthy, do you want to increase your feelings of self-worth or self-esteem? Step three. Examine what stops you now, at this moment, from getting the emotional healing or feeling that you want. Be clear that this question does not ask you who stops you. So let me say that again. Be clear that this question does not ask who stops you. The question assumes that you can take control and that for things to change, you will take control. So what stops you now? What conditions, what environment, what types of thinking or beliefs or perspectives that you have which stop you from getting the healing feeling that you want and desire and that you now know is possible just by beginning a shift in your thinking and believing and feeling of what's possible? So what stops you? And what do you want? Step four, take action. Decide now that your emotional healing does not depend on anyone else to do, say, or give you anything. The success of your healing will depend on your efforts, 
which may be driven by a shift in your beliefs, a shift in your perspectives, an acceptance that the opposite of the negative is possible and is in your hands. Your health and wellness is in your hands. To the extent that you believe that you have to rely on someone else for your emotional health and wellness is to the extent that your life, your emotions, your wellness is also in their hands and out of yours. So this shift must take place in order to get rid of your emotional stuff and that you embrace the positive possibilities. So the shift is that you must shift from holding other people responsible or blaming others and taking responsibility for your own feelings and taking responsibility for the change. So it's shifting from blaming others or holding others responsible for how you feel and taking responsibility for how you feel and the change that you want. Step five, think about how you, your life, your relationships, your job, etc., will be different as a result of being emotionally healed and feeling differently and feeling differently positively. So let's be clear about how you will know that emotional healing is taking place. Simply put, when your feelings begin to take on a more positive orientation, and your moods are now more positive, and when you begin to learn how to consciously make the shift yourself, how will you feel? How different will your thoughts be? What changes in behavior will come as a result of your emotional healing, as a result of the positive change in your emotional feeling. The bottom line in all of this is that your behaviors will change. Your feelings will change. Your thoughts change and your behaviors change. And so that is one pathway to changing your emotional outcomes. So again, your behaviors will change and your feelings will change. And your thoughts will change. And those changes in those three things, behaviors, feelings, and thoughts, will definitely show you that you have made some progress. Step six, reflect back to a time when you felt exactly how you want to feel as a result of your emotional healing or as a result of how you used to be before you started feeling those negative feelings. When was the last time that you felt whole? When was the last time that you felt emotionally well or happy or content or satisfied or balanced or calm, etc.? Here are some other positive words. Now, just to reflect, we listed several negative words previously. And so now we are listing some very positive words. These are the words that you want to embrace. So you want to shift from the negative to some of these positive words and thoughts and feelings. Confident, free, receptive, courageous, peaceful, liberated, comfortable, certain, ecstatic, blessed, assured, reassured, loved, admired, Eager, earnest, inspired, brave, determined, hopeful, secure, dynamic, important, joyful, cheerful, content, vibrant, thankful, excited, optimistic, positive, open, enthusiastic, 
safe, secure, pleased, curious, attractive, able, proud, sincere, bold, uplifted, charitable, sociable, fulfilled, gracious, kind, loving, likable, marvelous, playful, passionate, trustworthy, trusting, valuable, valued. So those are some positive words. And so reflect on these positive words and discern which of these go in the direction that you want to move to when you move to the positive. Step seven, make a list of the adjectives like those above, like those that I just cited, that will describe you and how you feel when you are healed the way you want to be. Again, make a list. So you've got to put pen to paper. Make a list of how you want to feel, how you will describe yourself when you begin to feel the way you want to be feeling, when you begin to feel positively, when you begin to get the outcome and results that you do want. Step eight, go back to step three. Now, this is the step where we ask you to examine what stops you now, etc. So go back to step three. What stops you now from getting the emotional healing that you want? How can you remove those obstacles? What are three things you can do or start doing right now? Here are some broad examples. You may develop changes in the way you think or behave. You may embrace changes in the way you interact with people. You might start doing things that make you feel more empowered. Removing, neutralizing, blocking or disempowering people, places or things or situations that disempower you. In other words, you know, you might want to remove those disempowering things or disempowering people or stop going to those disempowering places or stop being involved in this, those disempowering situations or discussions that make you feel limited you can begin to face and make difficult decisions. You can begin to have the difficult conversations that you've been avoiding. You can begin to deal with the procrastinations that have kept you shackled in the past. So step number eight, think about what stops you and begin to challenge that now. Begin to do things differently. Begin to behave differently from how you feel. That is very important. Behave differently from how you feel. You feel a certain way, behave differently. Behave in the positive. Do the things that you know you ought to or you could be or you would like to do. Reflect back on number six and make a list of specific events in your life when you felt empowered by the things you did. Now, it is important that you identify things that you did and not situations where other people made you feel empowered. So this, again, is another example where you've got to take control of your own stuff in order to challenge your stuff. Again, you've got to take control of your own emotional stuff and begin to challenge the negative emotional stuff. So examples of this could include a project that you did, 
and you were successful, a competition that you won, a class that you took where you, you excelled, something you built that looked good and was appreciated by you and others, a decision you made that had successful outcomes, things that you did that made you feel confident, empowered, proud, etc., wins that you had. So these are powerful, positive, specific events in your life that you need to reflect on. Certificates that you got, trophies that you won. Number 10, reflect and be thankful that you courageously, effectively, and successfully went through these 10 steps. Again, give yourself some accolades, pat yourself on the back, be thankful, award yourself, reward yourself, and reflect and be thankful that you courageously, effectively, and successfully went through these 10 steps. Now, over the next month or so, go through the steps as many times as possible, working on specific emotional obstacles in your life. Take notes as to what worked best and which strategies left you feeling empowered and uplifted and positive with a can-do mindset and a can-do attitude and feelings that I did it. Hi, thanks for listening to another episode of the Emotional Stuff Podcast, hosted by Dr. Marcus Motley. Listen, if you need private, personalized information, techniques, or strategies that are designed specifically to help you or a friend or a loved one, then please contact Dr. Motley at empowermeathotmail.com. That's M-P-O-W-E-R-M-E at hotmail.com. Or go to the website at emotionalstuff.com, emotional, S-H-T-U-F-F dot com, and leave a private comment or make a specific confidential request. Remember, you can always contact Dr. Motley for private and confidential coaching and counseling assistance.